Hi, it's Gabby Reese, and this podcast is powered by Laird Superfood. It was created in our kitchen by my husband, big wave surfer Laird Hamilton, and it all started with a simple idea. What began as Laird's secret for long-lasting energy on the waves is now Laird Superfood, offering a full range of delicious plant-based creamers, coffee, greens, and more. Visit LairdSuperfood.com and use the code GABBY2024 and save 20% on your first order. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Well, if it's 11 o'clock on a Wednesday, it must be the Wexinator. Except for when we had to push him off to Friday because of situations that occurred. But welcome, of course, Jim Wexel from Steel City Insider. And Wex, it's good to have you here, brother. It's um, man. It's it's. I'm just, really. You go go ahead. Take it. I was just going to say I'm really out of my game on Fridays, but here I am out of my game on Wednesday. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> boy, go ahead. <laughs> you know the whole thing about it is it's it's kind of like we were just getting over Franco, and then to to witness what happened, uh, you know, the other night with Demar. It's just uh, it, it's just like a rough little constellation of things happening here that just uh i don't know it's probably it hurts you know it just hurts i know i know i don't want to i don't want to diminish any of that but there are other people going through a lot of pain too that's very true very true you know so um and it's go ahead i hesitate i i just hesitate to you know, over, mm-hmm. over, over shadow some of what else is going on. There's some other stuff and you, you probably know, and I don't want to get into it and it's close to the Steelers. And, you know, when, when that news, when they feel like releasing that news, but so a lot of stuff yeah. on my mind. Yeah. yeah, there is, and it's it's difficult. So, you've got a team now that has turned from two and six to to uh, a turnaround of, of six and two. Um, one of the hardest feats that you could possibly imagine is to drag a team from two and six, thinking that you know what we're not getting better, we're getting worse, and then turn it around and kick them in the pants and lead the way. And all of a sudden, you're sitting there at eight and eight with a possibility of doing what you couldn't conceive of a mere eight weeks ago. That's all fantastic, and, and the fact that they have a shot is surprising and uh, just fun, just fun. Yeah. But more importantly, they're headed in the right direction, and and I'm more excited about this rebuild than the post-aught era, Max, the post-Max Starks era. 
<laughs> um, I, I I think in that. How era, do you replace Max? That's it exactly. You can't. Well, that was that was the problem. <laughs> that was the problem. And uh, you know there was still a lot of. I don't want to say know it all, but they really were more smug, maybe, in that rebuild. In that you know some were still there, and some allegedly knew how to do this. And this is how we do things. And it didn't work. And also in the playoffs, it was one superstar or another who was missing and sometimes multiple superstars. And I'm, I'm much more excited about this group, this potential here, the rebuild. The, there's a, um, you know, when Max came, Max turned it around when he came in 2004 they went from six and ten to fifteen and one once they drafted Max, and and he <laughs> could probably who speak. Else, he, who else was in that draft class with him? Uh, some guys, you know, yeah. some guy. Ricardo <laughs> Coakley, I think, was in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There was a Nathaniel Adibi. I don't know if y'all remember that. Adibi, yeah. right? Well, yeah. I do know one thing about that. Dick Hoke pounded the table for Michael Turner, who who was a really good running back for a few years at San Diego. And they, they, and I, I know a guy named James Harrison was pounding the table for anybody but an outside linebacker because <laughs> he kept yeah. getting cut. They didn't realize what they had there. They didn't need a DB. They really couldn't use. There Michael was somebody Burke. else though. Who was that? What was it? Oh, four. What was that? W- Willie well, Parker was a street free agent. Oh, okay. There you, there you go. go. That's there you out of go. college. In case you were wondering, are we, are we forgetting I, I mean, somebody though that that's really kind of ginormous? But Eric Max, Green, he was big. He no, was a that, tackle. There's nobody more ginormous than Max Stark. That is true. That, that's that true. Is, that is true. That's true. That is true. But, but I just uh, want to no, say, no, Max, Max can yeah. speak. I know Ben. I know. No, ben. you got to go. He's got a two and a half hour podcast. He can talk about it all he wants. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you know, Max may be able to speak on this better than I, but there was a, a team that went from losing and in the late nineties, they lost a lot. There was more wonderment. There was more, probably more, I'm going to listen. I'm going to listen to the coach and the coach was more desperate. And, you know, that group blossomed and that next group in the, after the 2010 Super Bowl, after the defense needed rebuilding and, and then when Max left the line needed rebuilding, um, there was probably probably some smugness still. We know how to do this. We're the Steelers. And everybody still had the target. They were really bullseyeing them. Mm-hmm. This group doesn't have that. This is all – they've been ridiculed in town. Uh, they've been ridiculed uh, maybe even by their family, you know, <laughs> to a sick start. Um, but yeah. there is a lot of potential here. And – you know, they can really build something now that there's more money. The money flow is better. Mm-hmm. They can get a couple key pieces. And they, they have that draft pick from the Bears that's going to really help. And so I'm excited about this rebuild. I, I like the quarterback. I like what's happening with the offensive line. I like the skill players. The defense has championship staples. You know, there's three or four really, really good players on defense. So... I'm excited about what's happening uh, beyond the the potential to get in the playoffs. Absolutely. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, no Wex. I, th I think that's that's kind of where you know we're looking is that even if you don't make the playoffs, right? It's just great to have that percentage in there. Uh, just where they've grown and what we've gotten to watch it live in person, right? We've got to watch them literally grow in front of our eyes um, within one season. I mean, a tale of two seasons, right? Before be before the bye and after the bye, you know, you've seen a, a different team, a team that looks like they've been through some things, that guys have some experience um, under their belt. Um, you know, just – yeah, I mean, what 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 does it say for Coach Tomlin in the midst of this rebuild that you're able to still get to this point? I had no doubt that he would not lose the team, right? And that's what he that's what he does best. Just by just by just by his habits, just by the little things he does. And he explained yesterday in the uh, in the, the press conference about you know they said, well, how did you do it? What'd you do? He said, I don't really think I had a plan. We just every day practice. And I think we talked about it on, on this show. You know, uh, I, I think, Wolf, you said, how are they going to win four in a row, Wex? And I said, well, let's start with a good practice today. Right. You know? That's true. I, I, and that's what they did. And that's what he does. And he doesn't lose his players. He doesn't, he doesn't chew them out in front of the world. He didn't, you know, Marcus Allen, he, although he did chew Terrell Edmonds out in front of me <laughs> because he looked at me and said, why don't you guys rip this guy the way you did Marcus Allen last week? <laughs> because Terrell ran onto the field and gave him that 15-yard penalty. Now, somebody ran onto the field this week again. Oh, yeah. I don't know My gut's was. telling me it was Marcus Allen, and I don't know if this info will ever get leaked to anybody if it was Marcus <laughs> Allen again. Wow. You know, you, you remember, I mean, there was no, there was not enough time left for it to matter this time. Right. Right. But still. an inactive player yeah. ran onto the field to celebrate like Terrell Edmonds did the previous week, which almost cost them or, or could have cost them. But I can, what, what yeah. I, what I'm sorry, but what I do like about what Mike Tomlin's done with this team is he's done it his way. You know, he came in in 2007, said he wants to build a team that could win by attrition. A physical team and he was he was already on the verge of a super bowl he just had to for one not mess around with the defense to fine tune it you know keep the uh, motivation up he had to do his uh, you know not lose the team thing practice and, and focus every day to win that championship he didn't have to build that team though and now you know he is building it i think the way he wanted to when he first came in a physical running team with a good good enough quarterback and good enough receivers to pass to actually be able to do whatever he needs to do each week. But if you don't build a physical team, you can't just say, "Oh, we're going to run through this team this week." Right. You really have to have the parts, and I think he's built that offense. I think it's there. Now you just need more you know, more more chunk plays. Boy, and did we get some I chunk think, plays, didn't we? In this last game? 
I mean, uh, think about this. I mean, you, oh yeah, yeah. Steven Sims, hold my beer, oh, twenty-eight yeah. yard catch. What a what a way to put that wolf. Oh, I love that. You know what? I was just watching yeah. these guys, and it was like they were one up in each other with these tremendous chunk plays. Whether it was Najee starting off with a fifteen-yard run, or Pickens' fifteen-yard monster catch, or you had uh, Deontay with the twenty-one-yarder, or you got uh, Steven Sims with that incredible catch. And by the way, what a throw that was! If you look at the end zone from behind, I don't know how Kenny got that in there, that window. That was a short window. But, man, the young guns are really coming through, are they not, Jim? Uh, they they do, and they have the potential to continue this, this chunk play. But they also, I mean, that offensive line, I really like what's happening there. Mm. I don't know that you need to use draft capital there. I think you can – you, I think you can just add to that defense, and, and and fill in some spots. You know, you're 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 you've got Minka, uh, TJ, and Cam. That's that's the three levels. I know TJ's kind of on the same level as Cam, but at each level there there's a superstar. Mm-hmm. And now you can well, hit him hit him with three draft picks. Boom, boom, boom. And now you can really start building a special defense to go along with your physical offense that has skill players that have yet to blossom, like Pickett and Pickens. And, and oh, Najee's and, blossoming, too, and Warren, and Fryerman. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you, you've got a lot of – yeah, you've got a lot of young people. And I didn't hear you guys talk about the chunk play of Jalen Warren on the jet sweep. Yes, boom. I, I forgot mean, about that. that. That one right there I thought was one of the biggest catalysts in the game. Um, early on that gave the Steelers the momentum and the, I think the confidence um, when he reeled off that, that big run, um, something he'd never done before. So, I mean, I, I think of that type of stuff. And like you said, there's a lot of great explosive pieces. Um, I do agree you still need to build the depth of that offensive line. Um, you know, obviously I, I like JC and I like JC's flexibility, um, but you still you still need some depth. Because, you know, knock on wood, yeah. um, you know, you don't want that injury bug to hit you. And right. that's, that's, that, that's what the contingency of the insurance plan is, right? Um, you got you got to just build some depth on the offensive line in case, you know, nobody buys insurance expecting to actually have to use it all the time, but it's in case things happen. Sure. And so I think you have to have those type of insurance policies um you know in place i mean obviously we still need depth at the outside backer position um outside of tj and alex um there's going to be a lot of you know a lot we'll we'll dive into that a lot more but uh production for the class year i think you know what what grade would you give it thus far uh for the 2022 draft class and their participation Hmm. level in this season man it's (laughs) I don't want to say it's great, but at least it's going to go down as one of the more underrated classes. You know, nobody really talks much about the 1971 draft because of the 74 draft. Mm. And and there are some other drafts. Uh, what was uh, 2002, you had Brett Kiesel as a seventh-round pick. I mean, you look at drafts like that, and, you know, Mark Robinson's a seventh-round pick in this one. Connor Hayward's a sixth-round pick. Both of those guys are pieces. I mean, those those guys are going to become somebody. I I genuinely yep. believe that, yep. especially Connor. I mean, we see the special yeah. skills he brings, and you know, for a small 
tight end slash fullback slash tailback, he sticks his nose in there and blocks. Mm-hmm. And and yeah. let's give his little shout out to Gunnar Olszewski on that thirty-one yard run you were talking about from Warren. Gunnar blocked three guys with yeah. one. Yeah. He threw his body in there. I mean, some of these guys are, are getting the understanding of physical ball, even even the slot receivers. And, you know, Miles Boykin's a guy you hold on to, too, because he, he's really a good blocker. Uh, but this draft class, there were six rookies that were frontline players uh, in this game. I, I don't want to say – Connor Hayward may have started officially, but uh, – uh, even if he didn't, he was a frontline guy. Uh, Mark Robinson started. That's two. Uh, Pickett, Pickens, that's four. Jalen Warren's five. And um, uh, who was oh, Leal, DeMarvin oh, yes, Leal. DeMarvin, yes. That's another, yeah. that's another really interesting player right there. Yes. So this draft class, you know, it, it – it, uh, it sure it, – nobody can say any draft class is 74 caliber, but – this could be this could be looking at like 1971 type. Let me ask you this: if 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 you Jim Wexel wrote on the clock Pittsburgh Steelers behind the scenes with the Pittsburgh Steelers at the NFL draft 20 years from now, do you think you'd be tagging 2022 as a functionally very good draft or excellent draft? What do you think? Oh well, uh, you know it's it's got a quarterback, so. Uh, and, and Pickens, I don't see him faltering. So I'm going to, I don't know. I can't say excellent right now. <laughs> Nobody can say excellent. Right, right, right. But, man, yeah, it's a no. really good draft class. Kevin Colbert's last class uh, looks to be special. Yeah. Yeah, yeah if you Trending update it, that's what it's right going to be. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the only other thing will be to see how Calvin Austin, when he comes back next year, what his – yeah production looks like because that's a guy that we often forget was another part of this draft class but obviously he had some great training camp footage he did not make it to the regular season yeah so, and that's exactly, speed yeah. my goodness he's he's right. one of those four threeers right <clears throat> yeah yes. can't coach it yeah <laughs> can't coach it but you sure can love the way it tears the top off the coverage that's what you can do but yes exactly so i'm i'm really interested in seeing if they can, and I, 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 I watched Mike Tomlin as he was being asked yesterday about Mark Robinson and his comfortability, and I loved his, you know, <laughs> he, I mean, he was so real. He was just like, comfortable. I didn't say who's, I was comfortable. Who, who said I'm comfortable? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought that was amazing. But, you know, you think about it. Mark Robinson does present some good things. When you watch him specifically in his attacking downhill, uh, there was a couple. One of the great things he showed was an anticipation. As soon as he needed to fire his gun, he'd fire it. And that anticipation in being able to create a pileup on aisle five uh, when 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 you could he, you you should attack when you you know you got to beat that offensive lineman to the spot on the field. The thing that Ray Lewis does. Just so very well. I've always ad- admired Ray Lewis, and the one thing I thought he was so tremendous at was beating the guy to the spot. His ability to, you know, to uh, read an offense, and in, in very small, tiny sample, and certainly not anything compared to Ray Lewis. But Mark Robinson has that sort of at least anticipation in limited r- snaps that we've seen. Yeah, I, I, I 
took a lot of joy in seeing one of the analysts, uh, an NFL guy I follow on Twitter. I, I forget who it was. It might have been Jeff Schwartz, um, who said, this guy looks like Harrison out there. And I had, I had said that in the spring, the way he mm-hmm. runs. Right. And he, he just uh, his demeanor, of course. And, and, and But, you know, two different positions. But, uh, yeah, Still, I, I, yes. I see a Harrison in him. And Harrison used to be a running back, too. As Harrison said, we all think we're running backs. <laughs> <laughs> I, never, I didn't hear that one. That's funny. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, the same thing was with Troy as well, right? Because Troy was exactly. Like, I want to run the football. I want to run the football. And that's why Coach Cower eventually put him in in the victory formation way back. Like, <laughs> yep. hey, you want to line up at running back? There you go, Troy. We <laughs> <laughs> need you on defense. <laughs> and you know what? Troy loved it. It was an opportunity. It yeah. I doubt that ever happened, but you never know. God willing, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's th- th- there's always a chance if you're in the game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. oh man, Jim Wexler, I want to thank you so much for joining us. It's Thanks, always a pleasure. Wex. You are a great friend of the locker room, and again, it's on the clock. Pittsburgh Steelers behind the scenes with the Pittsburgh Steelers at the NFL draft. You can get that. What, Amazon and all places uh, that carry books? Uh, you can get it autographed at jimwexel.com. There you go. That's yeah. even better. That's the most hey, important one. All right. It's great talking playoff talk with you guys. I tell you, that's fun. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Okay. All right, Wex. Take we'll care. take care. We look forward to next week. All right, we'll see you at the ball yard. <laughs> take us away, uh, man. All righty. That was Jim Wexel and – now, I guess you have to deal with Wolf and I on the next segment. I'm sorry. That's it. To all That's all there listeners. is. Yeah. Well, and there, there, there is Wes. You oh, know, yes. we can always pitch to Johnny at any point. You know, we could have Wes and Yoki. Pitch to Johnny? You can't <laughs> pitch to Johnny. I'm Johnny. Always, always pitch to Johnny. When in doubt, pitch to Johnny. In fact, we should get little braces that say WWJD. What would Johnny do? Or uh, Johnny on the spot. <laughs> John, he is Johnny on the spot. And by the way, did we tell you that the Steelers Weekend Review drops every Tuesday? And in fact, there was an episode mm. dropped yesterday uh, with, of course, the one, the only Wesley Euler, uh, detailing the previous game, which was the Ratbirds, and also previewing the uh, the Brownies. And remember, maritime law at all times. If it's yellow, let it mellow. But if it's brown, flesh it down. You're in the locker room with Wolf and Starks here on ESPN and SNR Radio. <laughs> This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Shotgun snap. Four-man rush. Fires for the end zone. Touchdown. George Jenkins. And the Steelers forge ahead with just 46 seconds left. Pick it to Pickens. Pick it in the gun. Empties the set, third eight at the 10, gets the snap. He looks, chased out of the pocket, steps out of a tackle, throws it for the goal line, touchdown Najee Harris. Najee from 10 yards out, and Pickett did a Houdini to make that play possible. And the Steelers jump ahead of Baltimore. Great calls by Billy. Of course, Jilly Billy getting it done. And And the young man that did it, that would of course be Kenny, the Sundance kid Pickett. He was on the move, and there's next-gen stat max, i got to tell you. 
They said uh, Pickett was six of nine, 67 yards in the game winner, uh, game winning TD when throwing on the run. He now has three fourth quarter comebacks this year, most for a rookie quarterback since uh, Gardner Minshew in 2019, and set an NFL record by throwing back to back game winning touchdowns um, in uh, in the last minute of the game. And ba- I'm sorry, in back to back games, Raiders and Ravens. Um, Man, you can't say enough about where this young man is going, can you? No, you can't. And just make sure we always play him against teams that start with R as well. <laughs> Excellent. Nice. Yeah, or historically an R because, I mean, commanders are now commanders. Obviously, they used to be a team with an R. Um, but uh, we, we can lump them in there when we eventually play them in the next three years. Um, but no, I, I mean, I think, I think it's tremendous. What you, you see the growth, you see the steely resolve that Kenny has. Um, we saw it on display on Monday night, right? Coming back against the Colts. And then of course to see it in back to back fashion like this. Um, the only prayer wolf though, yes. is that we don't have to make it so tight all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't it be nice to before, cruise in with a three touchdown before, lead, you know, in the fourth know, quarter? I, I mean, you know, I won't even go that far. Just 17, you know, <laughs> I, I mean, two touchdowns and a field goal, just make it a three score game. You know what I'm saying? I mean, a little bit of, I'll, you know what? I'll even take a 10 point lead. I'll take a 10 point lead. I'm fine with that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, it's tremendous that, you know, we talked about this. Building a book of experiences. Mm-hmm. Kenny Pickett is doing that. Yes. And when you say, hey, got to have it, that this is the stuff that legends are made of. Right. Right? Yep. This is the stuff where when you're talking about guys four, five, six, seven years down the line, it's like, man – Another fourth quarter, got to have it drive. We got it. Got to have it. We took it. And that's what, you know, obviously it stresses us out uh, being (laughs) on the media side of this, sideline and booth, Um, of course, not immune, uh, where you're like, man, where was this play earlier? But I'm glad it happened right now. Like, you're you're always torn. But it's such a good progress for growth. It's like throwing some miracle grow. Mm-hmm. on top of a plant that you've been watering, but you have not seen a single bloom. You haven't even seen that little green stem come up. Did I ever tell you I tried to uh, get miracle grow on my head? It didn't do anything for my hair. <laughs> well, <laughs> yes. You, you, I, you I better say I was jesting head. before some people could think I was being serious. You didn't put seeds on there, Wolf. That's why the miracle grow didn't work. You're, oh. just, you're just very fertile, hair follicle-ish. <laughs> Land. <laughs> Sorry. Uh-oh. Heimlich. Yeah. Went down the wrong pipe. No, hate um, when that happens. But, but no, I mean, yeah, you, you got to put seeds on there if you want it to grow. It's like chia. You know what I'm saying? Like, chia you got to put the little – yeah, chia you know, you got to put that little, that, little, that little spread on top of it. You know, they got the Bob Ross one. You should try it on your head, Wolf. Just spread that chia mix and just see. Just see what happens. I would love to see you with like a green mohawk. That would be awesome. Oh my goodness! Chia, <laughs> could you see? Could you see my my face? My wife Faith, her her face when I walk through the door with a green mohawk. Yeah, exactly. And then you know what you say, hon? It's edible. It's edible. Yeah, here we go. You want some greens? You want, you want to sprinkle this on your salad? Microgreens? <laughs> huh? It's good for you. 
Oh my goodness! I'm a, I'm a I'm a walking herb garden. <laughs> no, no, no! I'll season my food myself, my good man. Thank you. <laughs> Pluck it right off the top of your head. No, <laughs> really, really. But think exactly. about it. You know, Kenny. Kenny has really come along. You know, and I, I'm excited because, again, it portends to things much greater in the future. Um, I, I uh, look at this young man. He's just is. Uh, you know, you've seen him on the sidelines before these these big moments happen. Um, he he apparently is is nobody's impervious to you know pressure and stuff like that, but they deal with it better than others. That's right. You know, listen, l- l- listen. You, nobody will ever be a hundred percent cool with it, but those who can thrive in the face of adversity, well, we'll just say they usually have pretty good NFL careers. Yeah, I Just mean, saying. again, I go back to you guys in the, uh, what was it, 05 in Indy? When you guys yeah. at the RCA Dome, you know, and minutes before, uh, seconds before Ben goes out on the first series, and uh, he's telling jokes to the, to, you know, the, the chain gang there, you know? I, I couldn't believe yeah. it, you know, because I'm thinking he's not understanding the pressure of the moment, and yet that's his yeah. way of handling the moment, you know? Some some people have different ways of diffusing the situation, right? Yes. We talk about uncorking the bottle, right? You can pour, 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 pour in the bottle, but eventually the bottle has its breaking point. Some people uncork differently to let it out, to give you some breathing room. Ben's is really bad dad jokes before he was a dad. <laughs> like, horribly bad dad jokes. Um, <laughs> but, you know, but th- but once again, play loose. Feel loose, you know. You you can't you can't you can't have a substitute for it. I mean, I would I would make cheesy remarks too, uh, when I played. But you know, hey, sometimes the cheesy remarks sound like good remarks, like in the Super Bowl. I was saying we're built for this, and people could have could have made a lot of jokes about how we were built uh, <laughs> on our offensive line. Right. But but I think <laughs> that's what makes it special, right? And those are the those are the, some of the insights into great leaders you know finding finding joy in an unjoyous moment relishing in the opportunity to compete Ex- you know seeing a challenge accepting the challenge and then accomplishing the task mm-hmm. even with all the obstacles in front of you and everybody's saying that you shouldn't be able to do this and you should not do this and you will not do this you still find a will and a way and i think that that's just you know, because there's always these, te- you know, I watch, I watch a bunch of TED Talks. Okay. And they're always talking about how do you build resiliency? How do you build grit? What is grit? And I just think of these moments, right? It's like when the odds are stacked against you, it's so easy to go left and you choose to go right. Mm-hmm. You know, the road's paved. It, it's nice and comfortable. Nobody will fault you if you lose. You know, here's loser lane. But you're like, nah, I want to go to the right highway. But but it's on a different level. you got to climb up this muddy hill. It's been raining all day. How are you going to get there? I don't care. I want to be on the right highway. So you climb and you trudge, and you and that's what builds the grit and resiliency, not being taken off of your goals and your tasks at hand and not seeking comfort. In mm. those moments, right? Running towards the fight instead of running away from the fight. 
Like that that that's the, one of the hallmarks. I think your fight or flight syndrome is strong, or you just don't even know what flight is, except for an airplane. You know what I'm saying? Like like that that's that that's when you've got the good stuff, and that's and that's what we're building around here. And that's and, and to do this with such young pieces, Wolf. Yes, I think is the other hallmark of this. Is he it, not going to say it's easy? with vets but at least when you have some been there done that there's a little bit of confidence there but these kids just got blind confidence in their leaders because they don't have it Kenny Pickett doesn't have you know fourth quarter quarter game winning drives that he's watched and that he's you know grown from he's went out there and created them right no, no doubt know, and, and, and all of that being self-sufficient being a self-starter will bode well for your NFL career if you stick to the script. And Kenny Pickett is sticking to the script. He is. He is indeed. You know, again. And I, here's the thing that, that it just amazes me is the fact that this young man is able to get these guys going to the point where you got more chunk plays in this one game against the Baltimore Ravens. I mean, the Steelers were last in the NFL in 15-plus yard chunk plays. You know, and yet, by my count, there's at least six of them that they ripped off, you know, in this one game alone. You know what I mean? Everything from yeah. the Jalen Warren to the, the Najee Harris and, uh, you know, the bookend runs on it. And he just – I'm excited about the potential here as it moves forward because it does speak to me that now things are starting to come together and that things could really manifest itself in big ways in the future. Let's hope. Let's hope. You know, I mean, that's what it's about. That's right. And as we sing the show tune to go into our break, <laughs> he'll be coming around the mountain when he comes. He'll be coming around the mountain when he comes. He'll be coming around the mountain. He'll be coming around the mountain. He'll be coming around the mountain of adversity when he comes. Boy, I'll tell you what. We got we got to have a little chorus group here. You got Wes. You got you. We could do some yeah. karaoke. I'll, I'm, I, I wouldn't be good. I'm, I'm the worst of the whalers. I come from, as I've told you many times, a long yeah. list of noted whalers in my family. It's not good. Well, well you know, we just get you a harpoon, Wolfie. Right <laughs> you know Indeed. what I'm saying? Just yeah, that, that's all we need. I mean, we we need to get the locker room triplet going. You know. <laughs> Can't say barbershop quartet. Couldn't say quintet. It's a, it's a triplet. Well, we actually, got, we got Johnny in the booth. I mean, he could be, you know, like Salt and Pepper was a uh, you know a rap rap group, obviously a duo, and they had DJ Spinderella. I mean, Wes could be our DJ Spinderella. <laughs> How do you think? What do you think about that, Wes? Oh, Wes might be attending to other business. All right, uh, we better go. We, boo. Uh, we well, better you know what? On that note, hopefully he sends us to break when I when I make I'm this here, amazing. I'm here. Okay. okay, there he is. All right, you're, you're I'm like DJ, the waiter you're... back here balancing plates. You know, <laughs> exactly. DJ West Dorella. You know, can, there you can, go. Can, can we can we go can we go to break? No, um, no. You're in the locker room. It's Wolf. It's Starks, and it's Euler. <laughs> That's right. Euler doesn't get a day off, unlike Bueller. But uh, we'll be back in a minute for the bell lap here in the locker room on ESPN SNR Radio.
This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yep. I said it before and I'll say it again. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. <laughs> of course, that's Ferris Bueller. And uh, we've got Wesley Bueller in the house. <laughs> anyone? Anyone? Bueller? Anyone? Bueller? 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 <laughs> Ferris Euler. I got to tell you guys, I mean, this probably won't surprise you, but you'll laugh. I had a uh, English slash broadcasting teacher growing up, okay? His name was Don Cooley, great guy, part of the reason why I got into this industry. And every time we'd have broadcast, uh, you know, like meetings, broadcast club, all that stuff in high school, he would start by doing roll call, and he would get to my name at the end, and he'd go, Euler, anyone, anyone? (laughs) Euler, anyone, anyone, every single time. And he was he was yeah, in on it, right? I mean, he understood what oh, he was doing. Absolutely. Oh, okay. Yeah, I just want to make sure it wasn't one of those idiots that he's making a great joke and he doesn't know what he's even making a great joke. <laughs> no, he was on it. Yeah. He was on it. So I've gotten those. I've gotten those. Uh, those Ferris Bueller, Wesley Euler uh, juxtapositions my whole life for sure, and I love it. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, All right, perfect, Max. Turning our yes. attention a little bit ahead, we're thinking about uh, Deshaun Watson. Five games. He's only averaging around 57% in completion percentage, eight, 872 yards, five TDs, three interceptions. His QBR is down around in the 50s. Um, is this what Cleveland expected from him, or is this what you expect when you've been out of football for two years? Well, I think I think it's kind of goes hand in hand. Mm-hmm. I think it is seven hundred days in between. You know, his first start and his last start. Um, obviously, now he's five games in. But I think Cleveland absolutely predicted this. That's why you know they made the structural changes to the sa- to his salary to make sure that he wasn't affected by it because they knew that there was going to be a bunch of investigations and whether he would be able to play or not. I think. I think it worked out for the Browns that he at least got to take live snaps this season because mm-hmm. that was before kind of off the table, right? It was uh, it was almost very tough to believe that he would even get snaps. So I think from that perspective, they're fine with it um, just because they know that he has to work off the rust and he has to really get to know these guys in game time situations. But he's so well equipped with the with the uh, pieces around him to really do some things, I think, come next year. Uh, but for us, the good thing is, I don't think that'll happen this year. I think that has kind of passed as far as seeing this meteoric jump in him. You see that he is a quarterback that is really rusty. Two years worth of rust, you know, is is on this is on him. So he's trying to constantly WD-40 himself to get back into rhythm, but, you know, at this point in the year with where you're at versus where the rest of the team is at, it's going to be tough to play catch-up and try and be on an equal playing field. It's going to be tough, absolutely. You know I mean? I'm just looking at his stats. He's rushed for 131 yards, 4.4 average, one yard TD. Uh, one, I'm sorry, one TD, 
and 21 yards rushing was his longest. I, I, I guess if I, I, I wasn't surprised about the passing because that's going to come. You know what I mean? Matter of fact, his last game, this last game was uh, really his his best outing thus far. Three TDs, no ints, and he you can take a look and he's you know steadily forward game here or there backwards over the five. Um, but I I kind of thought you'd probably see him use his legs more than what we've seen just because of the fact that you know when you're kind of getting your bearings, you're shaking the rust off. Um, the one thing he can always go to is being able to slip out of that pocket and use his athleticism. Well, and I think I think it's something that he's trying to be a pocket passer. Yeah. Right. I think a lot of the stuff in Houston was designed because the play literally broke down. Like he did not have a great offensive line in front of him. Mm. And so he had to make his own fortune. I think now he realizes how good his offensive line is. Sure. I don't need to run. I can stay in the pocket. I can hang in the pocket because I know my offensive line is going to block for me. And I think that that's kind of where the biggest shift is. I think if he got more pressure on him, then he most definitely would become a runner. But, you know, that just goes to show you, like, the nuance of quarterbacking, right? You know, just because we see it doesn't mean that's their forte or their specialty or their go-to. And I think for Deshaun Watson, it was more necessity instead of it being a go-to and just became a go-to because he's had to do it so many times necessarily. Mm. Well, interestingly enough, yeah. this guy has been sacked 13 times in five games. I mean, he it's its something – my hope is, you know, again, this is something I think the Steelers can get after him with, and it's going to be a situation where I think, I think you can play a little bit with him in the sense of some of the um, things you're able to present him with defensively uh, – that might just, you know, make him double clutch a little bit because he's still early. This is only game number six for him back in live time. He's kind of progressing along, and I know he's got a wealth of history behind him, but when you take two years off, it takes some time to get that ring rust off. Well, yeah, I mean, it's going to take time. I mean, this isn't something where you just spray it and it just falls off. You know what I'm saying? Like like 700 – think about that. Well, 700 days, that's two full seasons. Yeah. Yeah, With, you know that that's two years off of throwing a football. I mean, it, it, that's a lot. I mean, I just applaud him for being able to get it, get it out of his hands. Yeah, in a judicious time, because that's the other thing. It messes with your timing. Sure, you know if you're sitting there pounding, pounding that's why he's got 13 sacks in five games because he's not used to the timing of his receivers. He doesn't know how exactly they run a 12 yard dig. Right, you're guessing. And, right. you know, for all the rhythm throws and everything else, you know, he's got he's got to develop that report. And the guys have to trust him um, as well. And that's what that's what they're building. Remember, it, it took a minute for for Kenny to stick when he first came in for Mr. Bisky. Right. Yep. yep. He, he, he didn't throw a single passing touchdown and, and he threw three interceptions and had to rush for it. So, you know, th- I think that's kind of what you have to expect as well. And the good thing is he won't get into his eighth game in his stride until next year, which is good for us. <laughs> so I will take that. Yes, I'll I will take, take that, that too. Yes, exactly. In fact, I'll take it twice on Sunday. <laughs> All but, right, uh, my good man. But, yeah, but yeah, Wolf, uh, it, it's been a great show. Glad to be back in the saddle with you, bud. You were missed uh, as always, brother. 
I know, I know, but hopefully my gallivanting around the greater United States and its continental counterparts is uh, come to a minimum as we finish the season up. Uh, but I, but I will, but I will be in the stadium on Sunday. And I will see sure. you there, I my can friend. Promise you that for sure. But you know what? We're coming back tomorrow, same bat channel, same bat time, ten to noon Eastern for your listening pleasure. And we will open up the phone lines. We promise. We didn't get a chance today. But we will open up the phone lines tomorrow to hear your thoughts. Uh, we want to hear about DeMar. We want to hear about the game this weekend, your thoughts on the season, uh, tickling with the, 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 the playoff ear a little bit with our opportunity. Let's hear it all here in the locker room tomorrow. You've been listening to Wolf and Starks and, of course, Johnny himself, Euler, in the engineering booth. To everyone here at In the Locker Room, we thank you. Have a great day. Hi, I'm Gabby Reese. Join me and my husband, big wave surfer Laird Hamilton, on our journey with Laird Superfood. From our kitchen to yours, we've crafted delicious plant-based creamers, coffee, greens, and so much more using high-quality functional ingredients. Visit LairdSuperfood.com and use the code GABBY2024 for 20% off your first order. Turns out, a delightfully clean home can make for a delightful start to the day. At Mrs. Myers, everything they make is inspired by the garden. With plant-derived and other thoughtfully chosen ingredients, their cleaning products smell like a dream and work like the Dickens, leaving your home sparkly clean and your to-do list tackled in no time. Goodness, there's no better feeling than that. Mrs. Myers, rooted in goodness. Visit mrsmyers.com today.